God of War Ragnarok story length, the amount of cutscenes, the game rating. We have so much God of War Ragnarok news for you. We're going to break it all down. The most surprising thing was the length of the cutscenes. I'm going to put all that info right here at the beginning of the video. It's a longer video because it's a live stream. So that way, if you're not here, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss the discussions and the back and forth. And I do a quick little update just like this right here at the beginning. So you don't have to go searching for all the great info. This is a Reforge update. The God of War story length, the cutscene length, the rating details, all of it's been revealed in a recent update and blast from the various websites that cover this. So I'm going to give you a very quick breakdown. If you like these quick Reforge updates, hit subscribe and the bell button and check out Reforge Gaming where I stream live. So I want to break down the story, uh, the fact that the cutscenes are going to add up to like a feature film like Lord of the Rings and talk about the game rating. So InsiderGaming.com had the following to say about the main story versus everything else. God of War Ragnarok is around 40 hours in length. Insider Gaming has learned. It's understood that the entire experience is around 40 hours with 20 hours needed to complete the main game story. But what about the cutscenes? Sources have said that around 3.5 to 4 hours of the 20 hours played will be cinematic scenes with the remaining 16 hours being gameplay so roughly four hours of cutscenes in the game that's basically one of the Lord of the Rings films just in cutscenes which some people might think that's too much or some people might be really excited about that what what about the side quests how do they play a role here so if that's the 20 hours right there added up roughly four for the cutscenes and then uh, 16 for gameplay 20 hours of game time to complete all the additional side quests with around 19 being dedicated to gameplay and an additional one hour of cinematics so well over four hours of cinematics in the game if you quite literally do everything so how does this compare to God of War 2018 this would mean that God of War Ragnarok's length would be around the same as God of War 2018 with its main story, but around eight to nine hours longer with the side quests. So those that prefer to be completionist and want to do more, they're going to have quite a bit more to do in this game compared to the last. But those that just want that straightforward play through the main game storyline, you're going to have a very similar length experience that you did to God of War 2018, which is pretty impressive. That's a pretty big game in its own right. According to howlongtobeat.com, the website, I think that's the website, it tracks how long it takes to complete games. The average completion time for God of War 2018's main story and side quest was around 32 hours. So if you did everything in that game, you landed on 32. This game's landing around 40, which lines up with something Jaffe said. Jaffe's the one that notoriously said the game was DLC, got a lot of criticism and tried to walk it back, saying that everything is DLC, which is ludicrous, but this is what he had to say about the 40-hour length. He said, I'm hearing from people in the know that the game is 40 hours. They're aiming for 40 hours of gameplay. I don't know if that's 100% platinum trophy completion or if that's average playtime. Is it guaranteed? No. Things get cut. Things get added. But what I can tell you right now, 40 hours of gameplay is what they are shooting for with a new God of War. Now, 
In addition to learning about the game length and the story length, we learned about the game's rating. According to thegamer.com, we now have new ESRB rating uh, of Mature, uh, and that was revealed with more details about Ragnarok, and it sounds like things will be just as gruesome, gory, and explicit as the previous game. First and foremost, they talked about swearing, uh, but apparently Kratos and Atreus are going to remain in the PG-13 rating. There is going to be the F-word, the S-word heard throughout the game, and while Kratos and Atreus should be well within their rights to throw a few curse words out there, they actually do well to hold up and keep it PG-13 on their journey. However, this probably indicates that Brock is probably going to be heavily featured in the game once again, seeing as he's pretty much the only source of curse words in the first game. I think that's probably fitting. It is a little bit weird to have, you know, like if Thor's running around dropping F-bombs, that might be a little awkward. So it does, you know, leave it to Brock to make up a lot of those swear words. There will also be gory combat, decapitation, Nothing surprising in the combat descriptions, to be honest. Corey Barlog seemed to kind of poke fun at the whole thing in a series of tweets riddled with the F word and the S word. Many think the ESRB rating system is a bit of a joke, and some might think a mature rating for swear words feels a little outdated. However, the gore and the violence is probably well worth the mature rating. All the God of War games up to this point have received mature ratings, so nobody was expecting anything different. If you like these quick updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. Check out Reforge Gaming where I stream live, and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Reforge Gaming. We've got a hot day for you. This one's going to be about an hour and a half long show, and then we're going to have to switch gears for the Dead Space gameplay reveal. We'll be watching that as well, that remake. Very, very excited about that. Make sure you guys are smashing the like button. Give us our first 100 likes. We are sitting at 77. We only need a 20-something more to get that first 100 likes. And I thought this would be a fun discussion because I think game length is something that people commonly discuss and talk about. And there are seemingly, at least from where I sit, there are extremes that some people want to avoid. We've gone from talking about games like Valhalla that are uh, too bloated and too full and have too much in them. And then you have games like this that land in seemingly a much more palatable length, even though four hours or more than four hours of cutscenes sounds impressive. Like if you do every single thing in God of War Ragnarok, if you do the main story, if you do the side stories, you are going to, when it's all said and done, have consumed over four hours of cutscenes. Like if you took all that, added it all up and put it into like a quick viewing experience, it wouldn't be a very quick viewing experience. It would be like committing to watching, you know, one of the Lord of the Rings movies. So, I like to be under 20 hours on a story game. What's good feed? I see you in the chat. Yeah, Kojima says, hold my beer on cutscene length. That is true. Uh, Death Stranding. What did Death Stranding come in at? Uh, Total cutscene time in that game. I'm actually curious myself. Um, As long as the game length is justified, take my money. I tend to feel the same way. I tend to feel the same way. Like, if you're going to make a game really, really long, it needs to be justified. Don't do it just to do it. Don't make me go spin my wheels doing fetch quests and chase quests and my my 19th bounty of some certain animal or something. You know what I mean? Like, I do think sometimes it's okay to have repetitious content 
repetitious you know content loop where that's sort of padding out the gameplay but i do think sometimes it can be uh, a little excessive it can go too far so we you know we, we've got to be careful not to say hey you better not do any repetitious content but that's what makes up most games right repetitious content is there uh death stranding has about seven hours really really yeah i'm considering reacting to maddie plays video about you know playstation losing their minds and he you know he talks about how they found their format with open world games and they just keep dialing it in he talks about tsushima and spider-man and it's funny as he's listing these games he talks about how he loves them so much but he also talks about how they're kind of formulaic and i think the the danger there is is that Many games can do open world and fall into the formula, but the formula isn't the execution. The formula doesn't define the experience. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, he says that basically God of War is open world, which I think is a bit of an overstatement. So I may be doing a reaction to his video because I found it to be honest, but biased at the same time. Like, I thought it was a good video, but I also thought, hmm... You got to be careful here. Yo, it's good, Louise. Good. Uh, is Valkyrie a censored word? No, I don't think so. Did you get snagged by anything? Don't tell me your hand is a hundred. Your game probably is a hundred hours, where forty of those are repeat quests, and another ten are roaming the map. Uh, it's ridiculous. Games nowadays doing that sometimes. Well, what's the sweet spot for you? That was one of my discussion questions this morning. Now that we know the God of War Ragnarok game length, basically. Can games be too long with story, side quests, cutscenes? Like, is there a sweet spot in your mind? Like, what's the sweet spot? When when a game goes beyond that sweet spot, you know, how long can they go before you're like, all right, enough's enough. Like, I I don't want to play this game anymore. I've seen and heard plenty. I, I don't I don't want I don't want anymore. Full five hours of most God of War 18 first runs was probably Valkyrie Q on her own. The Valkyrie side quest by itself is bigger and longer than most DLCs. So God of War Ragnarok sounds good. I bet 50 plus hours for me, says Derek. I start to lose interest after so long. 20 to 40 in my opinion, says Drexen. Above that, normally I just get bored for the reasons I stated earlier. Right, you just feel like the way that you get I wonder if that's the case, Drexen, right? Like, once you get beyond 30 or 40 hours, I would say once you get beyond 50. Once you get beyond 50 hours of gameplay, you're probably padding with a whole lot of filler, right? Like, come on, man. There's no way that you have that much content lined up. There's just no way. Like, as far as, like, dynamic, varied content, it's highly unlikely that you're you're going to be giving me a fresh experience in every new biome, level, area, boss fight, ETC. After 50 hours, you've got to be dialing in something pretty repetitious. It depends. I beat Ghost of Tsushima twice, but barely slogged through Horizon one yeah certain games will definitely do that like i remember spider-man one i really really liked just completing the map in spider-man one and some games i don't do that i'm like yeah no thank you i don't want to do that there's too much on the map the minute you start trying to complete the map in like an assassin's creed you almost get overwhelmed and maybe you even get a little bit annoyed and then you kind of stop you know i remember going through that with a far cry i think i ended up doing it 
uh, for Far Cry. I actually ended up completing a lot of the one map in the one game. I forget which one I did that in, but then the other ones, the other ones, you know, cropped up, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do any more. I got to what, like the third area, and it was like, yeah, I've done this quest before. I've blown up a car before on that side of the map. I've, I've done this mission prior to now. You can't wait for the game the way it's killing me. Absolutely. Elden Ring is one of my favorite games of all time, but toward the end, it was a bit too much. Witcher 3 easily beats 50 hours without getting repetitive due to the unique side quest stories. Yeah, but that's gamer dependent, I would say, uh, Roxos, uh, Roxas, because if I play a game like that, I don't know, dude, if I care about the story at that, at that length. I really, really don't. I don't know if I do. I would imagine that if the right game came along, like Tsushima is a good example, I wanted to listen to every scene, every piece of dialogue, I wanted to talk to every person and do every side quest. It didn't bother me at all to do that. I cared about the characters in the game, I wanted to know what happened. Somebody might get into Witcher 3 and be like, no bro, I can't do another side quest about a goat or somebody's son or something that happened, you know what I'm saying? But if you're in that game and you're loving the lore and the world, well, then that's all you need. That's pl- that's plenty to keep on going. It depends on the game, says Tommy. I have 500 plus hours in Elden Ring and still have things I want to do, but for God of War, I would prefer around 50 hours. TG with a two-month milestone. What's going on, dude? Can't wait any longer for this game now. I pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition, but desperate for the Yotnar one. Any other news? We've got the story length. We've got the rating. Uh, we've got the, the length on cutscenes. The God of War Ragnarok cutscenes, uh, we know, are coming in, clocking in over four hours. And as far as another Yotnar, like if you're trying to get the God of War Ragnarok Collector's Edition, the, the Yotnar one, I don't have any info on whether or not there'll be any more. Typically, they try to do another push closer to launch. So maybe during October, if they actually do a PlayStation showcase, which I think they're going to do, I think there's going to be a lot of God of War Ragnarok gameplay. And that'd be the perfect time to be like, hey, We've got more of those Jotnar Collector's Editions for you, so check them out. You know, get them while they're hot kind of a thing. I feel like Witcher 3 was the perfect balance, says Valiant. I had lots of fun playing the side quest. Eugene says, I have 100 hours on my Sekiro, Dark Souls 3, and Elden Ring saves. Close to 100 on my Death Stranding save. Push 70 on Forbidden West. Length doesn't matter. Fun factor matters. Right. Different games grip people in varying ways. I don't like... I didn't like Spider-Man at first, but then I loved it and went 100%. On the other hand, with Horizon Zero Dawn, I knew in the first two hours I would be there for weeks and months. Yeah, it's funny how a game will do that really early on. This is why some people get mad at me when I say, I've played enough of that game, I don't like it. Like, I've been told, you know, I needed to go beyond uh, 10 hours in Cyberpunk. And I'm like, listen, listen. If the game world and the characters and the dialogue doesn't hook me in those first early hours, it's unlikely that that's going to change. It's very, very unlikely. The only game that I've ever had numerous false starts with and finally completed it and absolutely loved it was Hollow Knight. 
and it was quite literally a uh it was a, it was a logistical thing like once somebody taught me the first two early items to get they said listen a lot of people stumble and and then once they get those items everything clicks and it was true it was like once i got those items I was good to go, and it completely changed it. So I had two false starts with Hollow Knight, and then I absolutely loved it, which was great groundwork to do before playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps, because the second Ori game borrowed a lot from Hollow Knight. If they do a PlayStation showcase, I don't want more on God of War Ragnarok with it being this close. Show me Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. Well, here's the thing, Dark Prophet. The way that Sony markets the PlayStation games, especially PlayStation-exclusive games, they're going to really, really want to drive home Ragnarok until it launches. There will be probably some Spider-Man 2 gameplay, probably another cinematic trailer for Wolverine to remind you that they're making it. Maybe we'll get to see his face. But they really don't want to step on the toes of Big Daddy Kratos. Like, he has to have his runway. That's typically how they treat their property. So if you're expecting them to not say much about Ragnarok during the showcase, I have bad news for you. They are likely going to focus on it quite a bit. I would imagine there's going to be gameplay breakdowns, discussions of mechanics and menus and other things. I don't think they're going to have him back in the dugout or, or the warming up, you know, like a pitcher anymore. I don't think that's going to be going on. He's coming out on the field. He's the closer. Like, he's closing the year out for them. Uh, what about Dark Souls types of games that you played the other day that was bad until you unlocked... Oh, oh, Timesia. Yeah, Valiant. Yeah. It's funny. The same... Oh, my gosh. No, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, Kratos. Boy. Why did Kratos get... That is such a weird thing uh, to, to snag. Oh, it must be your name. Uh, the same thing happened, Valiant, with Tunic. I played Tunic and was like, what the frick? I had this experience last time and I didn't like it. I don't know what's going on. I have a stick and everything's killing me. And then, lo and behold, I find the sword and the whole game changed. The entire game changed like the whole experience combat flow i literally was fighting enemies in an area that somebody told me in the comments i wasn't even supposed to be there so yes the length of a game and the love of a game can literally turn on a dime when you get the right mechanic because the minute i could parry better in timesia i absolutely loved it i even told people i was like don't play steel rising play timesia if you're in the mood for a new souls like and you haven't played Time Easy, you play that instead of Steel Rising. Steel Rising is clunky and, in my opinion, not that great. And I felt like Time Easy hooked me very, very quickly with the way that they they very they very quickly turned the game on its head. Now, I, I personally feel if you're going to give people a parry, if you're going to give people a way to dodge or parry, it should work well out of the box, and then maybe you finesse it as time goes on. So, if you're just tuning in, the latest God of War Ragnarok news pertains to the length of the story, side quests, cutscenes, and the game's rating. So, we've broke it all down for you if you have questions. The discussion question right now is the God of War Ragnarok story length is going to clock in at 40 hours if you do everything that includes side quest that means you're going to experience roughly four hours or more it's actually going to be a little bit more than four hours of cutscenes if you do everything if you just do the main story it'll clock in about 20 hours with 16 of those being gameplay and roughly three to three and a half being 
cutscenes. So we've been discussing, can games be too long? What makes you press on and put in more than 30, 40, or 50 hours into a game? Uh, One of the things that I said is commonly... If you're going to tip beyond 50 hours, you're likely doing that with padding, with a lot of filler content, and if anybody's going to get that far, they must really love the game. I definitely got to that place with Ghost of Tsushima. I was like, I don't care how long this takes. I want to know, and I want to resolve all the stories. I want to know everything that happens with each of these individual characters. Could we get 60 more likes on the video? If you've been enjoying this morning's show, it is totally free to smash the like button. It's also free to subscribe, and when you subscribe, you can talk in my chat. So consider doing that this morning. Join in the conversation. Let us know what you think. If you want to support the channel directly, consider doing it with a paid membership. We appreciate our members so, so much, and we do members' content every day. I'm a trophy hunter, and I typically clock in high hours on games like this, says McD09. What game would have you put the most time into outside of a live service game? Oh, what game would I have put the most time into outside of a live service game? Um, I've, I've put the most time into Elden Ring, I think. I'm fairly certain I played Elden Ring more than any other game that I may well maybe Borderlands 2 because I did my own character I did a character with my friends and then I did a character with my wife and then I streamed Borderlands 2 quite a bit so Borderlands 2 is probably the game that I've played the most that wasn't live service Elden Ring is probably the most recent game I've played the most followed by Ghost of Tsushima I don't know where Ghost of Tsushima landed but like Elden Ring I got well past 100 hours which is unusual for me but we were having a great time and great turnouts from it. So, you know, it made sense to press on and keep going. Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I don't know how many hours I put into Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild would probably be another non-live service game that I've put a ton of time into. I have played Hellblade and, and beat it probably three to four different times. Ori in the Blind Forest, I've probably beat three or four times. Uh, so, but those games are shorter, so that they don't, their hours probably don't add up quite as much. I don't understand how people can complain about lack of content in a game and simultaneously not do all of the content in the game. Yeah, I played Horizon Forbidden West. Sadly, Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn both fell into the same trap. They launched right before some other big game. So I rushed the second half of both of those games because I was getting ready for Breath of the Wild and then I was getting ready for Elden Ring. So Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West sadly didn't get treated all that well by me in the late game. If you guys are tuning in and enjoying the coverage and the breakdown of God of War Ragnarok news about game length, rating, cutscene length, We're asking people, can a game be too long? What do you think? What's a game that took you beyond your usual limitations? What typically does it take to get you to go beyond your usual uh, gameplay length? I didn't like Sifu. It was missing player feedback elements that I thought were, were important for that game to feel good. I didn't think Sifu felt very good because there were... There were uh, there were player feedback things from the punches and the undodgeables and the unblockables and I don't know I feel like it led to flat tire frustrating gameplay and even those who figured it out and finessed it I would watch their gameplay and it just didn't look very appealing to me I, it, it seemed like a lot of cheap shots you know I don't know it seemed like a lot of cheap shots it felt like the game was constantly trying to surprise you rather than challenge you. 
Yeah, the camera would get in funky angles. You couldn't see when unblockables were coming because of the camera angles, because of the density of the crowd, and I don't know. There were numerous issues with that game's that game's gameplay flow that irritated me. I thought it was a very ambitious title. If they would fix some of the player feedback and camera angles, I think that they have a hit. I, I think they have a, a very great game. Uh, it, it has all the marks of a great game. I didn't enjoy it, and those were the reasons why. I thought after a, a thousand hours, I was done with Fallout 4, and then yesterday I put my save on my PS5, finally tried mods, whole 10-hour day gone. Oh yeah, dude, modding world in that game's crazy. That's one of the reasons people defend the creation engine, is they look at games in creation engine, and they're like, it's so moddable, it's so fun, it's so, you know, it's a, such a such a tweakable world. That's why a lot of people think that. I will be getting Callisto Protocol, and we will be covering the Dead Space gameplay reveal today, but we wanted to kick off the day with God of War Ragnarok, because, listen, the latest God of War news sounds incredibly promising. I want to know, those of you in the chat right now, even if you're not going to get it, which would you choose? Would you choose the roughly 20-hour run-through of Ragnarok, or would you go for the 40-hour run-through? I want to play God of War Ragnarok gameplay on this channel in front of a live audience, and we're hoping that the support will be there for that. Could we get 24 more likes? Let's shoot for the 200 milestone really quick this morning. Let's get 200 likes on the video. You guys are saying you do the 40 hours, 40 hours. Yeah, the challenge for me is if you take that 40 okay and you divide it by roughly three hour play sessions it's gonna take me probably 14 play sessions to beat the game which means i will take it'll take me basically three weeks because you know it's five days a week it's gonna take me three three weeks to beat that game if i play it roughly three hours a day at the you know every day it's gonna take me roughly three weeks to beat that game that's 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 all of november (laughs) we're gonna you know what we're gonna run into we're gonna run into thanksgiving that's gonna be the problem that's gonna be the problem one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen yeah i won't be able to beat it before i go out of town for thanksgiving unless we do really really long streams we may, I may have to settle for the 20-hour completion run instead of the 40. I might have to do that. And then maybe we can go back and do side quests for members or something. I don't know. I'll probably have to trim it down to, to the 20-hour completion, roughly, because I'll have five, I'll have eight days, you know? I, I, I have, I'll have eight days to beat it before I'll be out of town for Thanksgiving, and I would like to do that before I leave so that means we have the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the week that Ragnarok launches, and then the five days on the next week. That's eight play sessions to beat it. If I put in three hours each time, I can clock over 20 hours and probably beat the game, right? Probably. You plan on being that exhausted with it? As much as I've been looking forward to it, I would love to do literally everything, every side quest, every cutscene, everything about it, but I may not be able to. I may not have that luxury, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't surprise me if that last Friday I end up beating it that night for members or something. I don't know. It's just going to be tough to do it, right? You've never seen anybody rage over God of War? Have you ever watched anybody play it on Give Me God of War? With this many people tuning in, we should easily have 200 likes by now, close to 400 viewers covering the latest God of War Ragnarok news. If you missed the news, 
I'll give you the quick flyover if you're just tuning in. The God of War Ragnarok story length is clocking in at about 20 hours if you just do the main story. That is about 16 and a half hours of gameplay, about three and a half hours of cutscenes. If you do the rest of the game, all of the other side quests, it's another 19 hours of gameplay and about another hour of cutscenes. So total exhaustive gameplay being around 40 hours and cutscenes totaling over four hours in length. So we have been discussing can a game be too long? Can a game, you know, hit levels of, you know, gameplay requirement that's just too much for you? What are games that convinced you to go the distance? What are games that convince you to just really, really put the time in? If it was farming areas like 2018, the 40 may not be a 40 for you. Give me God of War difficulty is not good at all. Yeah, a lot of people don't like uh, like the way that it's designed. God Slayer Tactician Clearly a God of War fan with a $5 tip through Super Chat. There's so many gods we haven't seen yet in Norse. Do, uh, don't how they'll don't know how they'll do it in 20 unless they use God of War 2 pacing where you fight a boss every hour or two. God Slayer, my only thought on that is maybe they're not concerned with making sure every single god in the Norse pantheon gets showcased. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think that's going to be their primarily primary concern is like, well, we better make sure that we showcase literally every single god or it's going to be, a, you know, or it's going to be a problem. I, I think they'll probably land on that 40, 20 to 40 hours. I think they'll probably land there and not necessarily feel that need to showcase every single god you've ever heard of in the Norse, you know, in the Norse pantheon. Anybody who plays methodically at all will go well over 40 hours. Non-story mode difficulty will add two as well. Do you really, uh, and to really do all of God of War 2018, you need a new game plus once or twice. God of War Ragnarok is going to hit like 100 hours. Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably going to land in that in that hemisphere with their with their God of War Ragnarok gameplay sessions. I think they're going to say, "Listen, man, there, there's there's a mountain of content here." Barrier says, "I'll probably mainline the story with a bit of the side content in the first playthrough, and then play again a second time for all of the side content." Can you imagine getting a forty-hour DLC in two thousand eight? That would have been amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. It'll be interesting to see anybody continuing to try to trot out that narrative that God of War Ragnarok is DLC, learning that the game length is just absurdly long. Like, that's it's a very long game. 40 hours is a long time to do everything. 20 just to complete the main story is really, really stout. A lot of single-player games land in the 15-hour range just to beat the main story. Um... I'd be somewhere in the middle, says Mike Quad. I'd finish the storyline and probably a bunch of the sides, but not all. What's the benefit of doing all the side stuff if the boss fight is just a quick time event? <laughs> I, You know what? Some of the bosses did feel like a quick time event. They did. They did. I'm not going to fight you on that. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I think some of them felt that way. I, I, I do think... There is that element of man, oh man! I want to, I want to fight. I want to do the thing. And the best fights were kind of some of the ones they repeated. So I'm hoping they don't, they don't fall into that trap uh, again. I did enjoy some of the fights though, like the dragon. You had to kind of run and hit his. What, what were you doing? Like hitting his, 
Were you hitting his teeth? I can't remember. No, you pulled something out of his mouth at the end. You're hitting his claws, if my, if my memory is correct. When you love a game and you don't want to leave the world, you can really enjoy it for dozens and dozens more hours than the average. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I think I can always go back to the world of Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I can always go back and just enjoy being in the world. Do what, just ride around, you know, who's good to And you, like, yell at these guys, and you, like, get off, and they're like, Samurai! And you do the thing where you stand there, you know, and you wait, and you're like, Kapling! <laughs> I can do it! I can do it anytime. And I'm like, I love this world. I love being Jin. I, you know, I still, I still haven't finished it. I want to go back and and go, complete all of the little villages, and then complete all of uh, Ghost of Ikishima. You know, yeah, the bamboo chops were fun. My favorite was doing them in my first try. That was I always challenged myself. I knew I could get it on the second or third try. Like none of them were that hard. But, man, oh, man, I love challenging myself to get it in the first try. You know, no no redos, you know. The world of Ghost of Tsushima is so pretty, I never get tired of it. Yeah, I love being in God of War. I'll be honest with you, I've wanted to go back and play God of War 2018 just to experience it before the next game comes out. But I just don't have time, and this channel is primarily a talk show. We don't have, like, a Let's Plays channel where we could, like, buzz off to and just do gameplay. Like, we don't have that. And I, I don't think that's a good idea. I, you know, you know, Creature's been very strong on it. We need to, you know, spend almost all of our time here, all of our lifetime spent here, and we upload on the other three channels. So it is kind of a bummer, right? It is kind of a bummer that, ah, oh, man, I would love to do a fresh playthrough of God of War 2018, but I just, I don't think that it would be supported. I don't think that people... Now, there might be non-main, like, main hub supporters, like just people on YouTube that would enjoy it, but I still don't know. It's such an old game. People have seen it so many times. You know what I mean? Godslayer with another $2 tip. I would like to at least see Heimdall as a boss. I wouldn't be surprised if we fight Heimdall when we first get to Asgard. Like, he's gonna be, like, the guy that meets us, right? Like... You aren't coming in here. You know, that'd be pretty dope. Need goes to Tsushima on PC for uh, 144 FPS, 1440. Gonna look sick. It will. It will. Uh, thinking a New Game Plus playthrough, uh, did it ever get a PS5 upgrade? They did a free update to it for 4K checkerboard resolution and 60 FPS, so it looks beautiful. God of War PS5 gameplay is just... It is gorgeous. I it, It's how the game, I think, should be played. Either that or, you know, play the PC port. You gotta try the new game plus for the Zeus armor. It changes the game. I'll watch it. Uh, don't you have enough members now? Yeah, but I don't know if I want to do that either, MJ Talks. We hit, like, such an incredible member count. I don't want to be self-indulgent for multiple weeks of, like, hey, members, thanks for being here. Enjoy watching me play. Like, most members that stick around... For members only content they do it for the talk show you know what I'm saying that's just that's primarily what we do here so I, I don't I can't be self-indulgent I could play it on my couch on my wonderful big screen television that you guys got for me but then that means my you know my wife can't you know be be a part of it she's gonna have to sit and watch and I mean I think she might enjoy it just watching after a time though it might be like can we go back to watching one of our shows What's the tier 2 member count? I don't know if we've hit 100 tier 2 members yet. Um, 
I we we were kind of debating between what we could do for tier two members, and uh, we're you know we're still looking at it. We're still trying to to figure out like what we could do with it because it would be fun. But primarily, this is a live channel, so like members are probably looking for you know members are probably looking for live uh, content. So that's that is one thing I think that is is difficult. Hello? Uh let yeah, just 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 get him out of here. Yeah. I I checked his channel creature. <laughs> All these people with check marks and then you go look at their videos and you're like, "Uh-huh. Sure." <clears throat> I don't know how some of these people are getting check marks and that many subs. We have 92. We have 92 tier 2 members. We have 92. So we are 8 away. We are 8 away from uh having a hundred tier two members and thank you everybody who is pressing subscribe this morning we greatly appreciate it we're getting close to uh we're getting close to twenty thousand subscribers do you think thor fight will be harder than the two valkyries i got news for you i don't think the fight with thor i I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park you know come on you're fighting odin's son you're not fighting some you know little dinosaur or something like it seems like the monsters are sometimes easier than the humans in these games and yeah i I think the thor fight's gonna be pretty tough you know i I said that i thought the opening of god of war ragnarok we were gonna fight him right at the jump like we fought balder and get mjolnir and i was like i bet you thor's a looky loo i bet you he's a looky loo we're gonna kill him right away well that's not true they've said that thor and freya are going to have equal screen time, and they're going to have as much screen time as Balder. And Balder was in the game quite a bit. Now, they may burn Thor up in ha- in the front half of the game. You know, maybe he's in it a bunch, maybe he's in it a lot, and then as on your way to Asgard, he tries to stop you, you kill him, and you get Mjolnir. Because I think that's been one of the going theories, is that we'll get Thor's hammer, and, we'll, and that it'll be our third element. We'll have Frost, Fire, and Lightning, and the way that you can imbue the your 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 chaos blades and your axe with ice and then fire, you'd have Mjolnir and you'd imbue it with lightning. I, I that I think is a pretty good theory. It would be weird. It would be weird to get super late game and then finally get Mjolnir. Like if they're gonna give us Mjolnir, I feel like we, we would get it about halfway through the game. Keep up the great content, uh, Team Dark Rose. Thank you so much, Silent Warrior, for hitting a 14-month milestone, and it's a Tier 2. All of you Tier 1 members can upgrade to Tier 2 anytime that you like. It continues to support the channel, and then I I think what I might start doing, I thought about this this morning. What if while I was like getting ready for the day, I gave you guys, I gave you guys the... Uh, like the rundown of what we were doing, right? You know? Uh, yep, and killing infinite, uh, uh, hang on. Uh, infinite maybe, and a brand new game for the new engine. I was thinking of doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me just set the phone on the desk, put the mic up, put the camera on, and be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is this is the plan for the day. This is what we're going to be talking about. Can't wait to see you guys. And then that would just hit, I don't know, 30 minutes before the day goes live. And then any of those tier 2 members can watch that. It's just like a good morning, morning coffee greeting or something. I don't know. 
Kratos said, uh, uh, Kratos says, oh, Kratos needs to go back and get the Blade of Olympus. I've been calling in that Kratos gets the Blade back for weeks now. I'm sure I'll be proven right. The Blade? You think he's going to get a sword instead? I mean, he's going to get the Chaos Blades back. That's literally been shown in the footage. So I don't think that's not necessarily, uh, a, that's not a super difficult claim. If, maybe, are you talking about something else? Um... Man, we are getting bots in here this morning. We must be doing something right. If you are tuning in this morning for God of War Ragnarok news, we are getting some bots in the room, which typically means we're doing the right thing. I kind of hope we get Odin's spear. I feel like Odin is going to be the final boss of the game. I think that we, we're going to tick him off by killing Thor. And he's, I, from what I can tell the entire time, Odin is trying to dissuade us from continuing. He's like, you don't want war, do you, Kratos? Right? And he's trying to stop. I think I think Odin knows that we're going to usher in Ragnarok, and he's trying to stop that from happening. So he's trying to dissuade the, you know, the things from happening. He's going to be very reluctant to engage with us in combat, but then we're going to kill Thor, and he's going to be like, all right, enough's enough, bro. You know, you killed my grandsons. They probably deserved it. Now you're killing Thor? Okay, that's enough of that. We're going to fight. You know, now it's time to fight. Father once told me a wise king never seeks out war. I don't know if the version of Odin in the MCU is true to Odin in Norse mythology. Like, is he a wise war-avoiding king? You know, is that is that true within within Norse mythology? Is that how he operates? It's not uncommon, right? It's not uncommon for people to to say, "Hey, yeah, d- d- let's not have war." You know, th- th- that's that's a common trope of kings is that they 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 don't want war, they avoid war. So that could be something that Odin's trying to do throughout the game. You know, so throughout your 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 session in in God of War Ragnarok, it's going to be Odin saying, "Listen, you don't want this," right? You don't have to read this out loud. Don't know if it's a later story. Just interested to see if you think it will happen. Do you think we will see a new $70 remaster? Sorry, uh, oh, remakes for God of War 2018. I mean, Sony seems to be gobbling on the remake mail. Chicken, a train, uh, if the Horizon news is to be believed. In my opinion, Horizon Zero Dawn is not at parity with Forbidden West, and I believe that God of War... 2018 will be at parody with Ragnarok. This is going to be my favorite thing. This is going to be my favorite thing. As that narrative mets out, my favorite thing that's going to happen is all the anti-Sony fans are going to have to choose a side. All this time, they've been saying that, well, Horizon Forbidden West didn't look that much better than Zero Dawn. It wasn't a big enough step up. It basically looked the same. And then if they remake or remaster Zero Dawn, it'll be clear that that wasn't the case. And then they'll accuse them of being money hungry. And then if they say, well, you better not do it to God of War 2018, they'd have to argue that God of War 2018 looks perfectly fine on the PS5. Ergo, so does God of War Ragnarok. They're going to be caught in a logical conundrum. Not that the anti-Sony fans care about logic, but they'll be caught in a logical conundrum. 
How do I get angry about remakes of games? Well, I have to argue that they shouldn't be remade. And in order to argue that they shouldn't be remade, I'll have to argue that the graphical parity and performance of the games is perfectly fine on the PS5, which is an indirect way of complementing the game's performance and what it looks like. And if they do that, then they're going to look real stupid for saying all the stuff they said about Ragnarok being held back and God of War Ragnarok shouldn't have been cross-generationally supported. It's going to look like an old-gen game. Like, they're going to be stuck. So all these people driving this narrative about that, about the Horizon Zero Dawn remake, remaster, whatever the frick they're going to do with it, it's probably just going to be a remaster, by the way, not a remake. A 14-month milestone for Rissick, and it's a Tier 3 member. Sweet new milestone. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. It's all about how they monetize it. What you're saying is disingenuous. How am I being disingenuous when I've engaged in this dialogue about remakes and remasters for months and the common trope is, it doesn't need to be made. It doesn't look that much better. You know what I'm saying? Like, just absolute dum-dums looking at, you know, The Last of Us remake and being like, it doesn't look any different. It doesn't look any better. They're just liars. Anytime I see anybody make a comment about that game, they just lie. They, they can't tell the truth. They're going to do the same thing with Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn does not have the graphical parity that it needs. And I'm telling you what's happening. Okay, this is what's happening. And they might do, they might do something with God of War, but it's not going to be a remake. I could see them doing something completely different with God of War. I could see them going back and maybe doing like a collector's edition of the originals or something. And they remaster them and make them look nicer. Okay, and then, and then they would do a television show. I think that's why they're doing it to Horizon Zero Dawn. I think they're going to do the remaster, whatever they call it, remake. It's probably, again, it's probably just a remaster. Bring it up to the graphical parody of Forbidden West. And then if it's a, if it's a remaster, I don't think they'll sell it at full price. Remasters typically don't sell at full price. Remakes do, okay? They'll sell the remaster at a discount, which I know they do the premium gaming for $70 thing, but I don't know if you can do that with a remaster. And then they're going to have that coincide with a television show. Because we know they're making a Horizon Zero Dawn television show. And that feels like the move forward. Sony wants to do, like, full court press. They're doing it with The Last of Us. Here's the remake. Puts it on graphical parity with Last of Us 2. Then we have the TV show. That sets up a great runway and a great revenue funnel for the third game. Same thing could be happening with Horizon Zero Dawn. They'll do a remaster, make it look better, make it look nicer, give it the graphical parity with the PS5 and and Horizon Forbidden West. And then they'll launch a TV show. That sets up a great revenue funnel and and a great runway for the TV show. I'm sorry, for the third game. Like, that's what it feels like they're doing to me. So, yes, all these people can get butt hurt and cry and whine about it when we don't even know what the price would be. And listen, if it's too expensive, then don't buy it. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to say, this is too expensive, I'm not buying this. This is overpriced. That's exactly what you should do. And then the rest of the market will do what they think is right with their money. And then that'll be the end of it. I think what Sony is doing is is they're looking at an entire generation of people that are going to be new to the ecosystem of PlayStation or they're going to buy a PlayStation 5 and be like, there's so many great titles and so many great games to play and they want their headline frontline titles to have graphical parity. I think they're looking at the PS5 differently than they have in the past. Yo, Strictly Gaming jumping in as a brand new member. Love to see that. If you guys want to support the channel directly, do what Strictly Gaming just did. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserved dope stuff. 
as a member you get into our members only discord and you get into the members only talk shows that we do every single day I guess people forgot that they did this with Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima yeah it's probably going to be a remaster slash director's cut thing they'll bake the DLC into the whole package and then well that's probably how they'll justify selling it for the 70 Eugene they'll do they'll do a full package director's cut thing it'll have either extra content or the DLC baked in and that that's what they're doing as a resident anti-Sony guy here I've never said any of those things I just hate remakes for games less than uh, 10 years old what East Coast 10 to 1 I'm not sure what you're saying there East Coast Overlord with a $2 tip would the theoretical remaster be next gen only I, I would assume yes it would not be something well I don't know honestly because can't you get the director's cuts of Tsushima and Death Stranding on the PS4 I, I don't know I don't know the PS5 is jailbroken. So many people are downloading Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 10 to 15. Less than 10 years old is kind of a yike. I think the challenge is, and the challenge has been, that a lot of these game companies, like, look at God of War 2018. Look at God of War on PC, okay? Look at God of War on PC. Look at the performance. Look at Days Gone on the PC. There's plenty of games that w- the developers were dying to do more and they couldn't because they were baking their game and cooking up their game on an old system, right? And so it stands to reason that a lot of these companies are saying, look, man, we would really, really like to be able to give our game the next-gen treatment. It was held back. We would love to go back and spruce it up a bit. And here's the beauty of it. Here's the beauty of it. It's so funny to me that people are like, I don't want remakes. You know what's so great about that? Then don't buy it. Who's forcing you to buy the game and replay it? Who? Nobody. Don't buy it then. What What difference does it make? Like, imagine right now if I'm trying to think of a game that I've played that I didn't like all that much. And then, well, no, I probably would play a cyberpunk remake. I would. I would play I would play a cyberpunk remake because it would likely be, be better. It would likely be a better game. Um, that's not a good example. I'm trying to think of a game that I don't care enough about that if they suddenly remade it, I'd be like, well, that's fine. I'm not going to buy that. Like, that's an easy decision. That's an easy decision for me, you know. It's not needed. Okay, then don't buy it. Yo, DK Baker... Uh, gifted a membership and Mr. Night Sings got it. Guys, right now is a great time to gift members because it's going to the most loyal viewers. Every time I see one go out, it's only going to people that I know have been here a bunch. And could we get 19 more likes on the video? We are cruising to 300 likes. Thanks so much, guys, for a huge turnout today. Yeah, if they did like a Borderlands 2 remake, I well, no, I would probably play that. I would, I, yeah, I would want to play that. If they did a Borderlands 3 remake, right? That's a better example. So if they did a Borderlands 3 remake and I was like, that game just came out. I don't really care. You know, that seems overpriced at $60. Do you know what I would do? I would just not buy it. Like, it's an easy decision, you know? It's like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Why? 
Because I don't want it. Okay, then don't buy it, you dummy. Like, what the frick? What, what, is, what difference does it make to you? Hey, I think that you should spend your money and bandwidth and, and business decisions should go differently because of what I think. Oh, okay. Then don't, then don't buy it. I don't understand. Don't like it. Don't buy it. Very EA of you. Incredibly reductionist. Very internet comment of you. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying don't like it. Don't buy it. I'm saying the argumentation is quite literally, I don't think you should do that. Why? Because I don't want it. What the frick? What? That's not a good enough reason. Then don't buy it like what the like what the hell (laughs) i usually don't swear what what the heck's going on it's why don't they give us a bloodborne remake because listen whatever's going on with bloodborne is pretty unique okay because if they could do a bloodborne remake it would be done or they'd have blue point or somebody working on it right now we don't even know the team that's working on this remaster what if it's a small team at gorilla that upgraded all the assets facial animations and the cinematic lighting what if it's the team that did that for forbidden west and they're just going through slowly and doing that to zero dawn who the frick cares if they've got like, I don't know, let's say they have 50 to 100 people and they're like, hey, you guys were really the central team and the central people that brought up the graphical fidelity of Forbidden West. We're going to have you do that with Zero Dawn. And, and people are like, I don't think you should do that. Well, okay. We'll make sure and consult with, with sniveling YouTubers and whiny gamers on the internet before we make business decisions. Oh, wait, we won't do that. We didn't get to where we are doing that, and we're not going to start now. Like, if you like, if you don't think that they should do it, and your main reason is because I don't want it, then it's a really easy, an- there's a really easy solution to the scenario. Then you just have, you don't buy it. Like, I've not bought, here's a really good practical example. How many times has Skyrim come out? How many? How many times has Skyrim launched and relaunched and put on a, a different shade of lipstick and, and, and launched again. Do you know how many times I bought Skyrim? Do you know how many times? Once. I purchased it one time. Do you know how many times I've spent shows or energy or time in my day whining about what they're doing with Skyrim? Zero minutes. I've made fun of them for it. I've poked fun at them and their trailers and mocked them, but I've not spent a single ounce of my existence being like, I don't think Bethesda should be doing that. It's a bad business practice. Okay, what the... Uh, uh, what? The only people that buy it are the people that want it. Are you So are you taking up for them? No? You're taking up for yourself? How? You, you? It's real easy. I can't believe that company over there is doing something that I'm not interested in. I'm just incensed. Why? Don't buy the thing then. Guerrilla Games is over 350 developers. A remaster is probably 50 people working on it at most. That's what I mean. They probably put they probably took central teams and individuals who worked on the game and got it up to graphical fidelity 
for like Forbidden West I'm like hey can you convert all the assets and the animations and the character faces and stuff can you convert all that over and get it ready so that we can have a remastered version of this game we're like, yeah that sounds like a great idea we're not doing anything right now oh guess what the other people are probably doing at the company they're probably working on Horizon Forbidden West DLC so it's very likely that the company is working on two you know, two, a two-pronged approach to get the game and the brand at graphical parity and dominance and marketing, and then that'll 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 be a great runway for them to promote uh, to probably the TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't really quite understand the 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 the, the reason that people get so upset about this. It's like they're deciding to take their money. And their resources and their bandwidth and they're putting it behind a project that they think is worth doing. And they're the one taking the risk. If you think it's dumb, crappy, or a cash grab, it's really, really easy for you to not support it and not give them money. And in that exchange of value, they're the ones that have lost... They're the ones that missed out. They missed out on your patronage. They missed out on your money. But you see what I'm saying? Like, they're they're quite literally doing something with their money, their property, and their video game, and you don't have to do anything in the exchange other than not click buy. What risk? What do you mean, what risk? Anytime a company does anything, there's a risk assessment. There is some level of risk here. There are people that could look at it and say, oh, that's really upsetting. I don't want to support that. It could hurt consumer confidence in the future of the property. It could not be. It could not sell very well and be an embarrassing commercial, you know, experiment where they, you know, they don't they don't generate a lot of sales. And then that that hurts consumer confidence. That hurts shareholder confidence. That could be bad for the game. What are you talking about? They also need to get an ROI, right? Exactly. Strictly gaming. They need return on the investment. They're going to need money to do it, and they're going to need time, bandwidth and hours to do it. You think they're working for free? You think the lights are on and the and the lease and the building and people's health insurance and, and salaries are all just chugging away for free? No, it costs money to keep an operation like that going. And if they're continuing to work on property and part of their plan and part of their strategy is let's do a remaster, they've done risk assessment on that and decided it was worth doing. And that risk assessment could end up being wrong and they could lose money. Like, the, it's it's just weird to me. It's like, I, I get it. I get it. We're seeing lots of remasters and remakes. And the beauty of it is, the only people that buy it are the people that want it. It's not like they take your game away and they say, Oh yeah? You want to keep playing that game? You can't anymore. You have to buy this. I mean, then you could have every, you'd have every right to scream and rant about it. I'm just waiting for the Aloy model to be updated to look more like the actress playing her. I don't think they're going to do that, Mike Quad. Why would they make her look any different? They've been they are totally happy with the way that she looks like. She looks great in Forbidden West. A bunch of weird over analytical dudes got obsessed with the fact that Aloy didn't look like a makeup runway model and they 
embarrassingly, like anybody that promoted that image of Aloy looking like a Maybelline model and they promoted it and they were serious, you're embarrassing. You're like an embarrassment to gamers and to men. Like, you're just an embarrassment. Like, you haven't gotten beyond a 13-year-old sentimentality about women and you think, I can't possibly play a game if the woman doesn't look like a supermodel. And everybody got all weird about the fact that, oh my gosh, she's all slightly sunburnt and her cheeks are a little chubby. I can't believe this. Who the frick asked you? Like, who asked you what she should look like? Gemini Christmas. That whole situation was embarrassing. They're not going to change the way that she looks. They're happy with the way that she looks. She looks fine. East Coast Overlord with a $10 tip. Risk assessment super important. One of the smartest things CD Projekt Red has done was commission the anime. It probably helped them recoup some of the losses for Cyberpunk as well as confidence. 100%. Yes. 100%. Like, it's one of those things, she looked worse? No, she didn't. No, she didn't. You, you, if your opinion that she looked worse is wrong, it can actually be wrong. She didn't look worse. Anybody that's ever broken down the graphical detail of her face, her skin, her eyes, sweat, strands of hair, you are literally wrong. It's not a matter of opinion. It isn't. If you want to say you didn't think she looked as attractive... That's actually more telling about what you're saying. That's more of an insight into what you're saying. But if you actually look at the model, she looked miles better, measurably and demonstrably better. And listen, the same thing's going to happen with God of War Ragnarok. You're going to be able to go into modes. I don't know if there's going to be a photo mode, but you're going to be able to go into certain angles and certain setups and look at the level of detail that they've added to Kratos and Atreus. And you're going to say God of War Ragnarok gameplay is a significant uptick from God of War 2018. But I do think that the graphical parity between God of War 2018 and Ragnarok is closer. Hence why they're looking at Zero Dawn and saying that game looks miles behind. Like seriously, go play it. Go, go look at the character animations. Go look at the fluidity of their faces and the conversations and the cutscenes and the well, not the cutscenes, but the dialogue and all of that. It, it it does feel pretty dated. And if they want to bring it up to the PS5's graphical parody and sell it to people that want it, Eugene says it's going to be ten bucks. Yeah, if it ends up being ten bucks, I'm going to laugh in the faces of everybody crying about it. It's probably going to be yeah that ten buck upgrade. They did the same thing to Tsushima. Spend $10 and get a mountain of extra cool stuff. And people are like, $10? Like, what's the problem with that? I don't think this is going to be a $70 remake. There's no way they're doing that with Zero Dawn. They've already got a good core game. They're not going to do that. The graphics and the and the world and the lighting and the and the way they've done a lot of the clothing and the and the, the even the enemies themselves. They're so close to how things looked in Forbidden West. There's not going to be a need for them to do that. <clears throat> I think trophy thinking has hurt gamers, not games. People go, "I got the plat. I'll never play again." But that's kind of bonkers, honestly. We used to play games over and over just for love. Well, I mean, that that you're you're making arguments that I strongly disagree with, Derek. You're sounding like the guys that are like, we used to just play games to play games. Why do we need a battle pass? Why do we need progression? Why do we need daily rewards? Why do we need sign-in rewards? Well, 
for a super long time that's not been true actually for a super long time that's not been true you go back to some of the most popular games and there is progression there is unlocks there is battle pass there is trophies there is platinuming like we've not played games just for the pure enjoyment of playing them I honestly don't think we've ever done that ever I don't think you ever played a single game and continued to play it just for the pure enjoyment. Now, multiplayer games like GoldenEye and Mario Kart, yeah, maybe. It's just fun to play with your buds, fun to play with your bros. But I quite literally remember sweating and getting frustrated through a perfect dark challenge. It was some room where enemies kept pouring in and me and my friend stayed up super late trying to beat it we wanted to beat every square inch of the game why we wanted to do all the things you wanted to beat all the levels you wanted to beat all the bosses right that's i i definitely i don't think we ever have played games for extended periods of time just to just because we love them it's to beat it it's to get the checkbox. it's to say i beat that level beat that world beat that boss beat that challenge I like achievements and trophies and unlocks. I'm saying some gamers go too far. Oh, for sure. For sure. They go so far that the only enjoyment they get out of the game, the only thing that's derived from the game, is some weird sense of accomplishment, which makes them treat the game in a mechanistic way. Right? They're treating the game almost mechanistically. So the enjoyment factor goes down. Check that box. Next thing. Check that box. Next thing. And that mechanistic treatment of the game turns into a very cold exchange. You're no longer just taking a moment to look at a sunset in a game. There are times in some of the games I played recently where I just stop and look. And I'm like, what in the world? This game looks incredible. I did that with Forbidden West. I've, I've done that with Tsushima. I've done that with Ori. You, like, if you've lost that, I think sometimes, yeah, it is hard to look at a game and and enjoy it for other reasons other than, oh, I beat it, I checked the boxes. Yo, my man D Dizzle jumping back in, got a gold badge. That's, a, that's probably a long time member, well over a year. I appreciate that, my friend. I hope the performance on the PS4 is okay. I'll just have to wait for PC. You sound like such a gaming hippie. <laughs> Like, I don't, I'm telling you, some of this is, you know, therapy. Some of this is, you know, I'm just more tuned into emotions through everything I've gone through, being a dad and, you know, having kids and even sort of being faced with mortality and having issues where, you know, I was actually worried for a while I was going to die because, you know, stuff with my heart. I don't know. Moments like that, like, I, I literally get emotional playing games now. If it's the right moment and the right thing happens and the right musical note hits, I'm like, what is freaking happening right now? Like, this is not just a game anymore. This is an experience. You know, beating beating Sekiro, the final boss in Sekiro, it, it fundamentally did something to me. That was an external force chiseling a part of me away. Like, that is something that I don't think most games accomplish. MJ jumping in is a brand new member. Guys, let's get a little member train going. If you've never done a membership on YouTube, it's only five bucks. You get into a daily members talk show. Only members can watch that extra talk show. And you get into our members only Discord. I would love to start to see the YouTube audience embrace the idea of supporting a live stream with a membership. This is a very different vibe than you just watching some five minute video on YouTube and getting ads. 
I can run ads right now if I wanted. They want us and encourage us to run ads every hour, and I don't do it. And part of the reason I don't have to is because of members and super chats and people, you know, gifting members and people buying coffee. Did you ever just stop and smell flowers before murdering people in Sekiro? (laughs) And if you guys are enjoying the stream, uh, make sure and hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is totally free. Joining as a member does cost money. And um, mm, you ever apply? You don't have any doubts about the embargo. Here's a clarification. Please note that preview coverage is under embargo until October the 3rd. Uh, at this point, you may post practice previews or videos covering parts of the first 15 hours of the game. Yeah, people need to le- learn to read their emails, right? We put out our uh, Asteragos first look because I read the email when they sent me the code, and they said as long as we didn't show the end game, we could start showing stuff on the third. And so we did. So we're ahead of the punch on that one, creature. I think a lot of people are probably seeing our video and other videos and like, why are these people b- breaking embargo? Read your freaking email. It made it very clear. Demon Souls remake is the only next-gen game I've played so far. We need more. It's been two years. Uh, time to leave last-gen behind already. So, what do you mean? I don't understand. Did you not play Returnal? Did you not play Ratchet & Clang? Did you not play the director's cut of Death Stranding? The director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima? You haven't played Horizon Forbidden West? Like, it sounds like a you problem. But you're not playing any of the games that are next-gen. Wield Kratos' a shield to absorb enemy damage and blast it back in a shockwave. Is that new today? Oh, let's check that out. That's a video. You guys want to see this brand new video that they posted? Um, yeah. Oh, let's check it out. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Let's check this out. Shortly, we're going to be heading over to the Dead Space... The Dead Space stuff. Um, did they post a blog about it? Did they just deliver us a silver platter of new info? No, they're just linking to the freaking store. Rude. All right. Oh, this is from the trailer. I'll show it to you. Whatever. Dodge and bing. Boom. That's great. So the way they're summarizing this, the way they're summarizing this gameplay is absorb enemy damage and blast it back in a shockwave. So he has, prior to this scene, he's absorbed damage and blasts him. Now that little flash on the sword is probably an opportunity for a parry or it looks like it might also be an opportunity for an interrupt. So he's using that window of time uh, to interrupt him. And it's a freaking Twitter video, so it's really bad quality. It is interesting that they tweeted that out. Um, yo, Jake with a 15 month milestone. Thank you so much, Jake. Remakes, remasters, just give me new games. I love your I love your avatar of Phil Spencer. And so that's what I wanted to say to Maddie plays. Like I'm gonna react to his video. I swear I am. Because I like Maddie. He seems like a nice guy. He also really loves Xbox. And like he has barely covered PlayStation stuff recently like there was tons of PlayStation stuff that happened one week in Ragnarok and I went to his channel and like he didn't cover any of this well he leans Xbox and that's okay that's okay at the very least in his in his coverage of this situation he mentioned that Xbox hasn't had a very impressive year so at least he was owning that but it's like stop with the remakes and the remasters give us new games what new games 
What what new games? It's the people preaching against Sony in an anti-Sony Xbox sort of way. What new games? What? You you two you the two and one of them's limping to the point that it might get shuttered and replaced with a whole new game in a couple of years, Halo Infinite? Come on. Come on, man. Like what 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 new games? <laughs> What new games? You know? Friendly reminder, Maddie runs two Xbox podcasts. He's going to lean heavier on Xbox coverage. Listen, he good for him. He's nearing 500,000 subscribers. I think, like I said, he seems like a nice guy. He's not unkind. He's not crass. He, he has a bias, and that's fine. That's fine. But when I watch his video on it, I'm like, bro, where's all of the, 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 the ranting and the crying about the lack of content on Xbox? everything getting delayed like what on earth and you know I, and maybe he's done that maybe he's done that maybe to his credit right maybe he to his credit he has been pretty harsh on Microsoft and Xbox maybe he has again a lot of you guys watch his content I can tell I have audience crossover with him and I, I, I like I said I think he's a nice guy he seems like a good guy and his content his content seems to be received well by his audience and when I've watched his videos the bias isn't hitting me in the face like a 2 by 4 it's just kind of in the air it's like okay there's clearly a, a bias here but he's not he's not so slanted that his coverage suffers right He's criticized Xbox multiple times, especially Halo. Right, like I said, I don't get the impression from him that he's unwilling to do that. Like, even in this video, he owns up to the fact that, like, Microsoft hasn't had a very impressive year either. So it's hard for me to take you, like, it's hard for me to take an Xbox fan serious, like, criticizing Sony for remakes. It's like, hey, uh, they have more new titles than you right now. They have more next-gen titles than you right now. And in addition to that, they've also done some remasters and remakes. So maybe catch up before you start criticizing this platform. Maybe do that. Once maybe you've caught up and you have as many new titles out as many next gen titles out maybe then you can start criticizing about you using your bandwidth improperly right when you're leading the pack and you're ahead in the race then yeah you can spend time and resources doing remakes and remasters when you're behind in the race now's not really the time to draw attention to the fact that well doing remasters and remakes is a poor use of bandwidth Really? How good's your bandwidth usage over there? You guys can't even launch a freaking game on time. Halo, Starfield, Redfall, freaking give me a break. Quit talking about remasters and remakes being cash grabs when you can't even sell products on time. Like, come on. Seriously. He's biased, but he does take soft shots at Xbox. However, he takes heavy swings at Sony. Yeah, this whole video is taking heavy swings at Sony. I'm like, listen, man, until you get points on the board and it's a tie game for next-gen new releases, maybe don't talk about remasters and remakes taking away from new games coming out because we already we have more than you. So what, what's the problem here? What's the problem? Apparently, we can beat you in the race and create remasters and remakes. You can't even keep up when you're not doing that. So what, what on earth? Like, <laughs> what on earth's going on here? I bought a Series X. I have yet to play... Uh, 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 the only one I could have played was Forza. I have yet to play some big next-gen title on it. How long have I had my Series X? I'd like to see y'all do a podcast together. Oh, I would love to have him on, on the podcast. I'd love to be on his podcast. Like I said, he he seems like a nice guy. But 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring up remasters and remakes taking away from bandwidth and being a bad business practice when your platform of choice isn't even catching up in the race yet. You know what I mean? I want I want all of my consoles to get great games. I'm equally annoyed with Nintendo. Gimme Breath of the Wild 2. What the frick's going on? Gimme Starfield. Gimme Redfall. I just want games. I don't freaking care who makes them and where they land. I want new games to play. I want new games to chop up. But if somebody's going to walk out onto the field wearing an Xbox jersey and they want to throw a flag on the play feeling like, oh, Sony's doing too many remakes and remasters, you're not looking at the scoreboard, my friend. Their remakes and remasters aren't taking away from any bandwidth of new game creation as they've already landed Horizon Forbidden West, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and God of War Ragnarok's right around the corner. And what the frick do you have? I'll mention you to Maddie and Cog and see if they can get you on uh, Defining Duke or Iron Lords. Well, is Iron Lords about Destiny? That wouldn't be, that wouldn't work. <laughs> He's taking heavy swings at Sony, but Sony is absorbing those blows like Kratos and ready to counter. I would love to have a debate with him about remakes and remasters. He thinks it's a bad business practice. So maybe I'll do the reaction, maybe he'll see it, and if I'm charitable and kind and respectful, which I typically am in my reaction content, he'll be like, let's have this guy on and debate him. That'll be fun. Like, it'll be good content. I don't think he would take, you know, cheap shots. He seems like a guy that would get into the ring, fight fair, and it would be enjoyable. Waiting for your stream deck tomorrow. Uh, no need for an Xbox. New DLC challenge accepted. Oh, Destroy All Humans gets a new DLC today. Okay, well, telling me about that and seeing if I want a review key, it's it's the launch day. That does no good to me. I need it before that. <laughs> I, I need it before then. If you guys haven't hit subscribe yet, if you haven't hit the like button yet, feel free to do that. It doesn't cost anything. I'll be in your sub feed all week. I'll probably be on your homepage if you consume my content enough. If you ever don't see me on your YouTube homepage, check your subscriber feed. I stream every day, multiple shows a day. The perpetual battle cry of the Xbox dudes. The wait is over, followed by lots and lots of waiting. (laughs) Listen, I am not, right, I am not at all hating on Xbox. I'm not. But if your argument against remasters and remakes is it takes away from new game releases, I'm really sorry to break the news to you, but you don't have an impressive repertoire and encyclopedia of new game launches. You don't. You're you're like, it, 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 again, you don't have any points on the board and you're critiquing the other team's strategy in the game. Like, they're winning. They have more points on the board and you're telling them that they're making strategic or playmaking decisions that are bad. And it's like, you don't even have any points on the board yet. What are you talking about? That's my issue. Like, the crux of the argument is, oh, that's a cash grab and that takes away from new game launches. Really? Well, you guys have one game launch that's respectable right now, Forza. So, what's your problem over there? You're not doing remakes and remasters, so where's the problem? Where's all the big first-party next-gen titles? You're, you're not putting them out. You're not cranking them out in a timely manner. What's going on over there? What's your issue? They're cranking out both. If you're just tuning in for the God of War Ragnarok news, there's a recap at the beginning of this video if you want to rewind. If not, I'll give you a recap right now. The God of War Ragnarok story length 
has been revealed to be 20 hours if you do no side quest. If you just play through the story, 20 hours with a little, like, three and a half hours of cutscenes, so roughly 16 and a half hours of gameplay. If you do everything in the game, it's 40 hours to complete everything. That is roughly another hour of cutscene and another eight or nine hours of gameplay. I'm sorry, 20, another 20 hours of gameplay. So it's eight or nine hours longer than God of War 2018 when you do everything. Uh, if you did everything in God of War 2018, it clocked in at about 32 hours. And so that is that is the main coverage today. Also, the rating came in. It did get an M rating, a mature rating. That's not surprising. I put that on the thumbnail just to like, it got an M rating? Really? Why? I mean, if you paid attention to God of War franchise, they consistently get M ratings. That's not a surprise given the violence and the swearing. Corey Barlog seemed to poke a little bit of fun at the at the at the rating on Twitter. Uh, by swearing using like the F word and the S word because those were the two words cited uh, that they they have uh, they have gotten the mature rating for it's more because of the violence the idea that uh, it got they got the mature rating because of the you know because of the swearing is a little silly that's not the primary reason that they got it first poster for the Super Mario Brothers movie that looks cool Garrett, name all the remakes you're sick of. Name them, please. Please name all the Sony remakes. I feel like everybody talks about this. Oh, here we go. You ready for this one, Eugene? You ready for this dunker? This reverse card dunker? (laughs) This one's going to be good. I kind of want to let it brew for a second because I really want to nail this. I want to get it. I want to get all of the phrasing exactly right. So there was a time where the success of Deathloop and the Game Award nominations was making people say, hey, that's an Xbox property, good for Microsoft. Why? Well, because Microsoft bought it and people were retroactively claiming that Deathloop was now a Microsoft game. They were making an Xbox game. Well, funny enough, the worst culprit in the industry for overdoing remakes and remasters is, guess who? Skyrim. And who, pray tell, owns Skyrim? Microsoft does. Xbox does. So guess what? Congratulations, well done, Microsoft. You're the worst offender, according to your fans, in the remake remaster race. You've done way more. Oh, is that not fair to give Microsoft credit for something Bethesda did prior to the purchase of Bethesda? That's weird. You were totally happy to do it when Deathloop was getting lots of award nominations. But when, you know, Bethesda's like, let's remake Skyrim like 85 times. No, 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 no. We're not going to credit that to Microsoft. So if you want to talk about too many remakes and too many remasters, go talk to Microsoft about the property that they own that's been remade, remastered, and put virtually everywhere ten times over. And quit barking up Sony's tree. You probably don't even buy the games or own the platform. I think Skyrim is better than The Last of Us or Horizon, personally. Oh, that has no bearing on the discussion, though. You liking a game more than another game isn't the discussion. The discussion is, like, oh, so many remakes and remasters. It's so tiring. Yeah, okay. The worst offender is Skyrim. It's not... It's, it's, it's not... 
it, it, it isn't it isn't Horizon Zero Dawn. It isn't it isn't The Last of Us. It isn't uh, it isn't what are these other ones? A uh, Death Stranding. It isn't it isn't Ghost of Tsushima. I think Nintendo sucks. What does that matter? Hey, Skyrim released a new game at least once, the VR version. I actually defended that in my reaction to Force Gaming's video. I said, I don't think you can include Skyrim VR. A lot of games are doing the VR thing. I don't, you can't include that in the rant, but there's, you know, there's plenty of people that, you know, would say that that's, that's a drop in the bu- bucket depending on, you know, it, comparatively to all the other Skyrims that have been remade and remastered. If Sony has all these points on the board and they have the best studios, why are they worried about Call of Duty? Well, there's that's a non sequitur. Those two things don't follow each other logically, right? If I have really, really great food at my restaurant and it's mine and it's all proprietary and it's you know, it's 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 excellent and everybody comes there for that. And I'm in sort of a dispute with Coke and Pepsi and it's 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 going to potentially cost my company like losses of millions of dollars. You can't be like, well you have such great food and such great first proprietary recipes, what are you worried about this for? It it those two things aren't connected. Right? They're not connected. Forty eight percent of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on Sony's platform. They're doing what every good business owner is doing. They're protecting their profit. They're saying, listen, if, if that goes exclusive, that's, that's, that's damaging to the market. That's 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty th- that suddenly can't buy it if it goes exclusive, right? Sony should be confident. They should be able to make a COD competitor. Also, they're still ahead of Xbox in gaming revenue. Right, but that holds no bearing on that discussion, Hezekiah. You're trying to say, oh, they're leading in revenue, and oh, they should just make a competitor. No, there is an existing consumer base that buys that game. Those consumers being restricted and no longer being able to buy the game is the concern. 48% of the consumer base that buys Call of Duty buys it on PlayStation. It's not about like, oh, make a competitor. That's not part of the discussion. You make tons of money. That's not part of the discussion. Like, the, the, that's not it. You said my name right. Most people say it incorrectly. No. Growing up in the church, homie. Sunday school. Hezekiah, come on. <laughs> I don't think a remake of The Last of Us nor the alleged Horizon Zero Dawn remake work. Those games already looked well and played well even today. Fine, but the beauty of that is distorted. That y- Your opinion about whether or not they work doesn't matter. I said earlier, if there was some game they remade that I was never really a big fan of or I thought looked you know totally fine, I just wouldn't buy it. Clearly... There, there's a market, there's a market analysis happening here where they think it's a good decision. You understand? So, like, let's say they make the the Horizon Zero Dawn remaster. It's likely going to be like a ten dollar upgrade, the way they did with director's cuts of Tsushima and the way they did with um, Death Stranding. They're wanting to bring things under that parity of performance, and then they're also doing this seemingly to another property that has a TV show coming. So they're creating this uniformity with the brand 
as they move forward into more media outside of gaming like your opinion on whether or not it should happen doesn't ultimately matter because that's not something that concerns them the people that are like you're basically saying uh, it's like a vegan saying there's no reason to open up a steakhouse you wouldn't go there anyway People that are sort of, I don't want to buy a remaster or a remake of these games that are so recent. Okay, then your contribution to the conversation is immediately null and meaningless. You're not the target. They're not making it for you. There's plenty of people that'll buy it. East Coast Overlord with a $5 tip. Just looked at the thumb. What makes you think a game would be rated MA rather than M? What makes you think the game would be rated MA rather than M? Oh, all the games have been rated M. I just put it on the thumbnail to be like, you know, why is it rated M? Come in and discuss. I didn't want to I didn't want to try to zero in on game length or oh is the game going to be too long. I didn't want to attract all the DLC bots. I can't stand talking to those people. It, it's I would rather try to explain quantum mechanics to a five-year-old than continue to debate people that call this game DLC. So I didn't want to drill down on the thumbnail about game length and cutscenes and all of that because I knew like like crap attracts flies. It would have attracted all these just two brain cell dum-dums that want to call the game DLC and I'm tired of talking to them. I guarantee you we would have gotten more viewership and more clicks, but I don't want to talk to those people. They're tiresome and stupid. You told the snowflakes that not everything is made to please them. The vegan steakhouse argument was perfect. That's what I'm saying. Like you're admitting within a within a breadth of the sentence that like you're not the target consumer, so your feedback kind of doesn't matter. What's with the M plus in the thumbnail? It got the M plus rating. The news today, East Coast Overlord, is that we know game length, story length, cutscene length, and we know the rating. All of that got revealed yesterday, so I was covering all of that. The thumbnail is just drawing attention to the fact that it has an M-plus rating, and didn't I put right underneath that, didn't I put story length as well? Yeah, I put game length underneath that. M-plus rating? Really? It got an M-plus rating? It did? Game length? Like, those are the two uh, headlines that we're talking about. What's the difference between M and M plus? Um, I don't know. Did I make a mistake? Is it just M? E S R B Ragnarok. Oh, it's M seventeen plus. I'm stupid. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's accidental clickbait. People are like, what's M plus? M plus is nothing. I'm stupid. That's what that is. It's M and it's 17 plus. And I put... <laughs> I... You know, it's an accident. That's, that's, that's an accidental clickbait. I wasn't trying to trick people. Yeah, they've all been M decks. They've all been M. I, like, it's just creating a mystery gap, right? It's just creating a mystery gap. Is there is there something beyond M? Is there M plus? Right? It's just M, M plus. Okay. ESRB, M plus. Is there such a thing as M plus? I don't think there even is. I think it's literally just M. Yeah, there's no such thing as an M plus rating. Yeah. <laughs> Not the dreaded M plus for 30. 30- 
for 30 year olds and over. <laughs> now I'm starting my own rating system, okay? There's M and then there's M+. And M+, is designed for 30 and up, okay? We, we really want to ask all you young whippersnappers to, to sit down and not play the game. We, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that <laughs> M+. I am so freaking dumb. All right, let me update the... I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. God of War is definitely M+. That's right. That's right. Kratos finally has a shower sheet scene. Plus, 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 plus. <laughs> we see Kratos' butt, his naked, bare butt, and they're like, M+. Those are godlike cheeks. Yeah, there's one above M. Yeah, AO, adults only. Uh, it's been like, what? We looked it up. There's been like 17 games in North America that have received that rating. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. <sighs> oh, man. It's a bummer. It's a bummer to have uh, such a such a great... Uh, and solid uh, turnout on this one because we have the uh, the Dead Space the Dead Space remake is um, debuting today and we want to cover it like as soon as it hits. We're hoping that it's like a really really good um, amount of gameplay. Uh, and I, I I would imagine that a bunch of you are going to want to watch this anyway. Uh, the official gameplay trailer. A bunch of you are going to want to watch this. I would imagine. Uh, let me hide chat. Let's actually do this. Let me go here and um, let me uh, copy and paste and do this because it gets you can't go full screen on a premiere. It like won't let you. It's really really. Weird. Um, but I can do. I can kind of cheat. So when we go into the... I'm gone! Help! Okay, I'm back. Uh... Cat... No, no, it... it... No, I don't want it in there! Okay, there we go. There we go, that's good, that's good. Okay, okay. Alright, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna provide you guys with the link. If redirect typically doesn't work for you then click the link in chat okay click the link in chat if redirect is typically not good for you okay and then that way you can uh you can do it it's gonna go live with a two minute countdown um okay Thanks so much for clicking on this. This is going to be the Dead Space official gameplay trailer. It's debuting today. You can see right there the countdown. If you want to skip ahead in the broadcast to the gameplay, my breakdown, I'll rewatch it. I'll loop it. It's going to be a great time. So if you clicked on this and I'm not live and you're watching the past broadcast, just skip ahead. Uh, if you enjoy live streams and live conversations, hit subscribe and the bell button here on Reforge Gaming. I am usually in this scene doing a talk show with the live audience, but we obviously are going to be watching this gameplay with the live audience. I'm going to be bringing people over from my God of War Ragnarok stream. Tons of news about story length, cutscene length, and the rating 
waiting check out that VOD if you missed it I'm going to end that stream now and bring everybody over we typically do multiple shows a day and that's one way of keeping the show going is I can end the show and redirect everyone over 